issue 10 and I thought what better way to um, celebrate issue 10 than by talking to somebody who I've known for quite a long time now um, who is a young lady who was placed with Blue Sky when she was in care um, and is now uh, a strong independent how old are you now Annie? Um, I'm 20 she's, okay so now she says she's 20 and that makes me feel incredibly old um, <laughs> so um, Annie has written uh, a blog for us before on the Blue Sky website, which if you search Blue Sky Fostering um, Young Person's Voice, you'll be able to see that. Um, so, Annie, do you want to just say hello to everybody? Hello. <laughs> there we go. Cool. Thank you. Um, so I emailed you, it was about a week ago now, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, to see if you'd be happy to come on here and talk to us about what lockdown has been like for a care lever. And the reason that I said that was because I was watching the news and there was a young girl on there who was in halls and um, all her friends had gone back to their parents' house um, and she was still in halls. And it just suddenly dawned on me, my God, there's gonna be so many other people like her in her situation. And now she'd found support from other groups and stuff like that, but I don't know if it's the same for everybody. So how, how um, how's lockdown been? you um well it's been stressful it's because i don't deal with change very well so it feels it's very not fun because routines been completely messed up and all that yeah so so um, without giving sort of too much away where where are you living at the moment what's your living circumstances are you in supported lodging still or i'm in a shared housing with two other people Okay. And so are you staying in with them at the moment? Yes. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and what about work? Um, I haven't worked for, um, since I moved to this, uh, to this place. Okay. And so with everything that's going on in the world at the moment, how, how has that affected how 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 has that affected you and your sort of mental health and well-being at the moment? Well, at the beginning of this all, my stress was very high. Yeah. And it was making me sick. I was having a lot of panic attacks and headaches and dizziness because, but also because of you know the whole my whole routine was messed up. Um, I wasn't. I I've actually stopped taking my medication for my depression because I I'm not able to keep up with the normal daily dose because I keep forgetting it. Okay, so obviously yeah, so your routine and your structure's kind of gone out the window, and I guess taking your meds and stuff would normally fit in and coincide with what your routine is. Yeah. Yeah. So how have you managed that then? Um, how is that? How, how are you going to get back on top of that? Well, I'm hoping when the lockdown subsides a bit more, meaning meaning I can get a bit more better routine, which is more forced upon me than I'm actually than me actually doing it myself because yeah. I'm not good at following routines. <laughs> um, so then I'll be able to start 
bringing my routine along into taking my tablets again, meaning I can um, actually start remembering to take them because whenever I have to go to so-and-so place, that's when I take them. I see, I see. So obviously that's incredibly important. Like, you know, you're on your medication for, for, for a reason. Hmm. And, and so coming off that, what, what has that done to you? Um, it's left me very vulnerable. I've not been the best in my mind at the moment. I've, well, it, I've not been the most chippy person along with all the stress going on as well. And so with no routine as well, what I've mostly been doing is sleeping. I've become nocturnal. I've literally been awake all, all through the night and as soon as it hits like around about 7 a.m i go to sleep and i don't wake up until about 7 p.m yeah so that's obviously playing playing a massive part in what you are and aren't able to do aren't you because staying awake all night and becoming nocturnal your mind goes on walkabout doesn't it and goes goes um into all different places doesn't it yeah, being a gamer girl though helped a lot because <laughs> I play Minecraft and Sims and all that, and also yeah. I binge watch like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so you've been you've been binging stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so when you say gaming and stuff like that has helped you, um, can you tell me a little bit about the games you've been playing and how that has helped? Well, for well, most people know Minecraft because it's probably a very popular one. Uh, Minecraft. Well, it's all to do with creativity and building and all that. So um, with Minecraft, uh, it's also survival. So I can I, I can binge play it for a good six hours straight sometimes. So I do that a lot. And with, I play Sims. Sims, everyone knows Sims, Sims 4. I grew it's up on the Sims. Sort of same thing. <laughs> So do, do, yeah. do, 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 you, do you play the, do you play online or do you play um by yourself or <laughs> um i f- i play by myself oh, did, did, you, did you hear online. that did you hear that can you hear that yeah, <laughs> yeah there, was, there isn't there isn't somebody being like massacred here it, my, my toddler's just woken up from his nap and my um my wife's just <laughs> sort of <laughs> just trying, just trying to get him up <laughs> Hang on, give me uh, two seconds give me two seconds <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I play, and I, I normally play those games because I know once I actually get focused into the game, I can be playing it for hours on end, which means also, you know, takes up your energy. So I hope, I'm hope, I hope that like I can finally fall asleep because I've also thing is I've also suffered a lot of insomnia for years on end. So a lot of the time, if once my sleep routine is completely messed up in my insomnia kicks in and that's i hope that when oh, so once i've been playing the games for such a long amount of hours that my some insomnia will go away and then you know be able to like pass out finally but obviously you know that that's not the best way to get into that sleep routine don't you do you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, to, no. to, to say oh you know what, i'm gonna I'm, I'm hopefully i can play until um you know until i until i eventually pass out through exhaustion um is not the uh yeah not so when, when thing. no 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 it's not so when you are on your medication does that does that normally help with your sleep and stuff as well or no it's my my medication is mainly just focused 
focus is on um well keeping me in the right state of mind so um when i because i don't have I've, I've never had a sleep routine so it's but normally it's better because i'm not so stressed normally but yeah. because of stress it's been a lot worse yeah. um but I'm, I'm improving it though because recently um i've i've actually been a lot of kicking its ass because i've been like going to sleep before 12 normally and i've been awake between i keep waking up between where 5 a.m or up to like 10 a.m stuff so it's yeah. been quite work been quite working recently but it's also you know it's always going to have the flaws off it's going to mess up yeah so with your routine being so um out of sync to what it, it to what it is what support have you been able to call on at this time, if any? Um, well, I before this all happened, I I, I accessed um, a support group that was that is run by Silent Mind, and okay. um, I go to their contact sessions with with other young people, and well, we've got we use a Facebook group that, so we are all friends on there and we contact each other from there. So if needed. And also the people who run on people who work with Solar Mind, they keep contact with us. They give us a, they give us um, a two week, every two weeks, they give us a phone call, see how we are, how we're doing. And like they always let us know we can contact them. And what's that called needed. again? Solar Mind. And how did you find out about them? Um, before I used to live here, I used to work. I used to live in another another area that yeah. they 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 were like it's a small town. They 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 were the, like had a main focus in the area. Okay. They used to run a lot of you know um, they used to run a lot of like groups there. So yeah. I was told about it through my through my friend and through my other support worker and yeah. so. I've, yeah, I sort of forced myself to go for um, well, a contact meeting with them. <laughs> yeah. So I can imagine that first side of making that first contact, the first step is always the most difficult, isn't it? Um, yeah, um, they always love hearing, because people, are, um, they always love me telling the other people in the group about my actual story about um, when I first came, first went for my referral meeting, because I turned up and i sat and someone greeted me and they sat me in the waiting room and everything and then they went upstairs because it wasn't it wasn't the person i was having a contact meeting with yeah um i before i actually um it got i had a panic attack and i couldn't deal with it so i ran out and i got halfway down the road until i remembered like my support worker knows i'm coming my sister knows i'm coming i can't just turn that up i can't go home empty-handed so i have to go back yeah. luckily the person that i had my contact meeting with she actually hadn't like came downstairs yet and she didn't find out about the story until about five months after i'd been going to, to the cellar mines <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think um, ha having known you for the length of time that I have and um, when we have sort of gone for coffee and we've talked about things, you always, you, you take a, a little while to kind of like warm up because to get that confidence into, you know, to be sure of yourself, like, yeah, I've got this. Like, I, I can actually, do you know what I mean? Now that yeah. I've pointed it out, you're going to be really obvious, but it, it's always, and it always has been with you. And, and I'm like that as well. I've I find myself, um, yeah, I'm very, very nervous in new situations. And when the and situation the begins, waters. yeah, you need to kind of go, where, where do I fit in with this? How does this work? Um, 
Yeah, and I guess having moved between um, places where you've lived and supported lodgings, I guess you've gone through that quite a lot, haven't you? Yeah, I've been in five different um, rooms, five different beds in the last four years. Yeah. Yeah, so trying to find a place to call your own, isn't it, is um, it's important. But putting your stamp somewhere, isn't it, as well? Like, you know, you, you find your feet and you go, this is where I am, this is where I belong. Yeah, like I say, it's not been as worse as my friend, though. She, she, she's, been, she's been, I think it's 12 different places in, I think it's about five years. Yeah. <laughs> lot, but she's also university, so, you know, yeah. she has to keep moving every year because she's also a care leaver. So the thing is, she doesn't have a home to go to during the breaks. And so that's what we were talking about before we started recording, isn't it? Is um, when having a home to go to in between time off when university is done or when college is done. And you said that your friend has got some, has had experience of that. Yeah, because, um, well, when summer holidays and stuff, the universities are really nice about it and they open up one of the the dorm, the halls um, for specific people who don't have a home to go to because they're care leavers. And so, she will she will rent one of those one of those rooms and everything and um but yeah it's like around christmas time and that lot it's not always the easiest um well she she doesn't really celebrate christmas no more because of it's just easier for her so she does but you know it still affects her because like it's all quiet on the on the campus and all that so yeah yeah. and and everyone's you know being you know and i guess if you look online everyone's sharing stuff being happy and jolly and all this kind of stuff and yeah so um when it comes to what's going on at the moment with lockdown um and contact with your family because obviously you know the rules were you don't up until last week you don't meet with anybody outside of your household um so seeing you know uh, your family or or whatever how have you been able to to do to do that if at all well um i i um have contact i i did have contact actually with one of my family members my mum yeah but it's really because of everything going on, my mental health was all over mm. the place and I needed that somewhat of a routine still. Yeah. So we kept at like two meter distance, it was, it was advised and all that, but we used to go, we go, we used to went to shops with each other and that lot. It's mainly helped both of us because. Well, yeah. your mental health is so incredibly important, isn't it? Um, yeah. That, you know, and particularly the roller coaster that you've been on, um, you need that. Um, well, we all do, and not and that sound came across. Like, well, you need that. No, we all need that. We all need some consistency and something to hold on to to keep us going at this time. Um, yeah, and so, like, I and still I, get the support from my support workers and everything that run the place I live at, and they're really good. And so they they, they 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 come in. How does how does that work? Um. Well, I the manager, the main support worker manager she's been really well she's really been really good because she's been like because before she wouldn't normally work from this um location but right. she's been coming in at least once or twice a week working from working from um our place so it's we, we've been getting like the whole day with her and uh-huh. it's been really nice because we'll go out we'll, if we'll pop out to the shop with each other it's, it's been a lot easier being able to have that person you can just talk to about anything with 
uh, it's also been a bit of a struggle because we actually um, one of our one of our, our main support workers um, she actually left to go for another job um, just before the lockdown started. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's. Been and so that, that's it. That, that's when you talk about developing those relationships with people, and then they go. And yeah, that's it. there's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think any care will agree with me with this is that the one main strain it's not moving homes, it's not moving homes constantly. It's literally the relationships because you gain all these relationships, like rather it's work relationships or it's that community group relationship. And but the thing is, it's that type of relationship which you, you know as soon as you move out of that area, it will not continue because it's not a relationship that's you can continue just over messenger yeah yeah i think every time we talk you always manage to put things into um perspective you make everything i think seem quite real <clears throat> and i know that probably sounds a bit silly um but it, it brings it back to i mean you know people say would say to me oh you know why why do i people say why do i do my job and I always try and come up with like a, well, you know, I do it to try and help people, you know, inspire them and help people learn and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's, it's just, I don't know, it's, um, I do do it for those reasons, but I do it yeah. because I want, them, I want, I want everyone to realise that the little things that they do along your time whilst you're in care do help build up your resilience in a way so that when you are the adult like you are now and you have moved between all those places and, Christ, no one could have prepared for what's going on at the moment. But all those little things play a part, I think, in, in, in helping you. But ultimately, the person who has to hold it all together and the person who has to make all the, you know, be resilient and, and hold it together and, um, you know, and work on all the things that's happened in their life is ultimately you, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's all well and good us going, well, we've got to do this, but actually you've got to, you know, we've, you've got to get to a point where you are able to do that. And um, I think you've done... You know, I was going to sound really cheesy and patronising, so I'm not going to say. I was going to say, I think you know, for everything that's happened in your life, I think you've come an incredible way, um, yeah, and your your journey, your journey is, um, yeah, only only really just beginning, isn't it? <laughs> um, so one of the things that you you said you've taken some notes and you've written some things down. Is there anything before I go into my next sort of little bit of conversation? Is there anything that you've got written down that you particularly wanted to talk about? Um. Well, I've talked, the uh, main thing I really wanted to mention about was um, the help of Universal Credit is that they've been so good at it. The, um, they've been so nice at this point of time and like they've made sure that we didn't have to, I didn't have to travel all the way to, to their location to get in for meetings with them. And they've, like it's even they've even put like, part of the pay and everything. So because okay. that's been a really big um, thing for me because I because my my shop I always have a shopping routine and I've had that shopping routine for over a year now or over mm. two years and I buy the same thing each month and so I normally on that shopping trip I do I normally spend about thirty five pounds because oh, yeah. I have that shop that I go to that has the specific things I buy yeah and, and no price the, and everything yeah yeah because of the the thing going on lockdown I think I, I'm not able to access that shop so I'm, I'm I'm literally it's a whole new world out there now having to do my monthly shop which so I end up I'm actually spending about fifty five sixty quid now yeah. so. Because you're not Universal able to credit. do it as and when you want and you need yeah. to. So what have Universal they done credit, then? They've been good that. Yeah. 
that's really good. So, so um, obviously before then you were having to go and have interviews and meetings at, at, at their location to talk about stuff. So does that still happen? Does that happen over the phone now or online or? Um, at the moment, it's being postponed of any meetings because of, well, they're low, they're low on staff and everything, yeah. everything going on. And so they, they're going to start them up again soon. I, can't, I don't know where, specifically when. I haven't been but, notified but yeah. yet. But yeah. So how did they? How did they contact you about that? Did you get sent a letter? Did they call you? Or you? Um, anyone with universal credit, they have. You have a login detail on the government website, and any anything they need to notify you of, you'll be sent like a little messenger email on there. Yeah. So that's really good, isn't it? Because I don't know how much you, you watch the news, um, but obviously there's a lot of stuff going on with people being self-employed and um, being able to claim a certain amount of money and people being furloughed. Um, so companies paying 80% of their wages and stuff like that. And there's a lot of negative press around what the government have offered to people. But actually you're, yeah. what you've just said is that that's been really helpful. And no one's, no one's mentioned that. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of helpful because... Like the main reason, the main reason I'm sure I struggle to get a job is one, my depression, two, my anxiety, and three, I suffer with dissociative seizures. So they can come on any time. And employers, even though they don't like to admit it, employers do not like employing people who have certain, certain you know, condition because it can, you know, be a liability to them. And, and and would you say without naming any companies or stuff like that? But have you what? How have you experienced that? How's that happened? How, how has that come across to you when you've been turned down for things? Well, I can I can say from experience that I that you that I've actually been told to my face before that because it's happened before when I was actually because they started when I was actually working at a time mm. and so well, they couldn't fire me because of my because of um, a medical condition because yeah they can be sued yeah. for it but yeah. um they've been told I was told straight from the manager that that now now they can legally they can ask people that when they come into meetings oh do you have any medical conditions that we may need to know of yeah and because they won't they can't because the person who's going for that interview can't uh, prove that they didn't get that job because oh they've got this that. condition yeah so they but the thing is they won't employ them because of that well i would say that anybody is a fool to not employ you because once they see through your first quietness <laughs> and they bring that out in you you've got an incredible amount to offer the right the right job and i think that one day that right job will come up for you um you know i could if i can i can only ever relate things back to myself and i i left school with not no qualifications and um i was a bit of a pain in the butt um and I found, I, through the years, I found the right job at the right time for me. But there's plenty of times and plenty of jobs that I tried where I just, I had to, I either walked out or was let go because I just, it wasn't right for me. And it takes different people, different lengths of times to find that. But, you know, with that persistence and the drive that you have got for everything you overcome, you'll find that one day. But I just don't like the fact that that feels to you like a reason why you haven't got a job whether or not you know like you say you know no company's gonna ever turn around and say well the reason we've not employed you is because of this but if you feel that that is the reason then that's not you know that must weigh heavily on your shoulders yeah definitely it's something i can't control as 
it's it's because dissociative seizures aren't epileptic seizures because it's not caused by brainwave problems it's mainly caused by um can be caused by chemical imbalance it can be caused by it can be just it can be set off by certain smells that sets off a bad memory it can be set off from simplest things and mm. knowing that because I, I can't control them and knowing that people i'm i'm getting more technically judged because something i can't control is it is it, it's, it's a very stressful time because i was before this all i was in college and and um they don't don't want to press bad press on a college or anything but i'm saying they didn't have any place for the seizures meaning mm -hmm. i got i i was end up having them in front of my whole class because they nothing was put in place for me and what happens when you have these seizures then Annie? Because, um, well, what happened was that um, normally I normally I do get um, sort of like a warning sign that it's going to mm -hmm. happen, but then there are times I don't. And when I don't get a warning sign, it I they can just certainly happen. And because of that, I'm unable to, you know, move myself out of classrooms. I'm able to move myself out of community settings also and put myself somewhere safe away yeah. from people but because of that i'm end up well having them in front, front of like pe people walking by or people at college and it's it's not nice for me in one perspective because i'm because afterwards i just feel complete you know like in mortified and mm. it's also not it's not great for other people but who's who has this experience seeing it because they because they may have had a family member who have actually who've actually died because of seizures they might have you, you don't know these things you you don't know what no. might have happened in their past no and i think the way that you've just described that sums you up because you're talking about something that's happened to you and your first thought is your thought is for other people and how that could affect them to see that. And that's what people mm. need to understand is that, um, you know, you've, with everything that's happened in your life, you've still got an incredible amount of compassion for other people. Um, and you can't, you can never teach that. And you can, you, you, you know, people will never learn that. Um, yeah, it's, um, that's a real credit to, to you and your, the way that you are. And I don't think you do the things with us that you do, that you do if you weren't like that, you could quite easily have, you know, left us and, you know, gone away. And when we then spoke about getting in touch and doing some work with us, you could quite easily have gone, that's not for me. But actually, I, I hope that the conversations that we've had on the blog and then this can, can help other people to, in whatever way, in whatever they take from it, you know, even if it's that um, the thought for other people, I think it's really important. Um, yeah. So that universal credit and, and then being incredibly helpful, that's on, that was on your list. Is there anything else that's on there that you, that you wanted to talk about before I go into anything else? Um, well, there's also, I was going to talk about, um, the stress and things off, um, my tendency as well, because my tendency is supposed, I'm supposed to be moved out of this place by the end of June. Right. And with everything going on, that's not going to happen. So at the moment, I'm in the complete unknown what's yeah. going on. And like the struggles also with the new system that's happened with, you know, the councils and everything, because you've yeah. new systems now where you have to reapply and all that to get on the council list. With that, uh, um, well, who helps you with that? 
my support workers helped me with that and we did it and everything and then um I, well, I was notified last week that the council had um they had a software problem and now they can't find my application no. so i'm gonna have to redo it again so it's oh a bit God. of a struggle with everything mm. of the unknown at the moment <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of unknown, isn't there? And I guess that's that's maybe a com common theme in, in the early years sort of of your life, isn't it? Is there... Yeah, definitely. It's a care leaver because you're, you're stuck in the unknown from the moment you hit into foster care to, to until they until you've actually, you know, got your own place. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, God, I'm just trying to think like how, how you, you know, it's that you've got to become you've got to become incredibly resilient and incredibly sort of self-motivated haven't you because otherwise you could slide very easily um yeah not hold on to what it is that's good about you um and, and what it is that you've got to offer the world um because with all the things that you do in the conversations that i know that you've had with people in care and people who have left care you'll have made a big difference to them in some way, even if it's those little conversations that you've had with them online or sharing stuff that you've done. That's your, um, that's your, that's your, your niche. Your, your, your thing is being able to be considerate for other people who have got a similar experience, had a similar experience to you. And um, if some way you can turn that into something that helps you in throughout the rest of your life, I think you'll be incredibly fulfilled, but it's trying to find the way to do that, isn't it? Does that make any yeah. sense? I know I'm just waffling. I'm trying to, yeah, I hope, I hope it makes sense because I think that you've got a lot to offer to, to people. The way um, I put it is that I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, what makes me happy is when I, when I make other people happy. So yeah, I get, I get a thing out of it when I make yeah. people smile, but it's also, yeah. so I love to see it. Yeah. Well, you've made me smile today. It's, it's, it's really good to talk to you. And um, it's good to know that, even though all the things that are going on, you've and and the struggle with your meds and routine and all this kind of stuff and not knowing where you're going, you're still able to laugh and smile. And um and I, I hope that you always hold on to that because that's the most important. That's so important because if you can still do that even no matter what's going on, you'll um you'll be able to cope. Um, so so yeah so um obviously with all the council systems changing, that's a lot to um to have to do have you been if you've got things like a laptop um and things like that to be able to do to complete those forms or yeah i've got a laptop that was actually provided to me from um child services when yeah. i started college yeah that's good um so 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 from 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 everything else that's on on your list um because I, I didn't really give you much of a heads up of what we were going to talk about which i didn't want to because i wanted it to just be like a, a conversation from two people who haven't spoken for a few months but is there anything else on there then because um you know i haven't written any questions i just want to talk to you is there anything <laughs> else that you, want, <laughs> you think people need to know at the moment probably i'd say the biggest thing on my list that i talked a little bit about already well, is education because education, this thing's affecting everyone from people from who's in, you know, infant school, junior school, secondary school, college, universities, everyone who's in any type of education because we're all, we're all getting affected by it because we're not able to do our normal routine of going to school, going to college, going to university, mm -hmm. going to our lectures or lessons. And definitely for people who well, people, there were people doing their A-levels and GCSEs and for people who were like me who were doing an access course, so it's only a one-year course. 
Mm-hmm. So we're struggling a lot because our boys will get in predicted grades from what work we've right. already done. But the problem there is I found is that I, well, with my course, it's that we had, you know, we had modules we had to do and like there was like, you know, what we did already and then there's the modules we've missed because of this whole coronavirus and everything. Yeah. Um, which I found was annoying because the modules I know I've already done are the are ones that I'm, I know I wasn't going to be the best at and I was quite uncertain yeah. about because I didn't know much about that. So I just did what I could my best. But the modules yeah. I haven't done, I know is the modules They're I could have got you... quite high yeah. levels in. <laughs> yeah. So what's the plan for that then? Um, well, with my, with my course, it's been done now that they're going to do predicted grading so any work that we've done in the past is going to they're going to do the grades upon what, what our final grades going to be what like how how we've worked in the past and everything yeah. our work we've done and also you know perspective of the teachers we've had and everything how they yeah. think we would have done further on in the course yeah and i guess if, if you're not happy with that you'll be able to appeal it Hopefully, but I, to be honest, I'm just happy with getting a pass or a merit. I like if I get yeah. either one of them, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Good. Um, well, one of the things that I kind of wanted to um, just to kind of I don't know get like a maybe just a, a chat about because I think what will happen is I think people will hear this and then probably go on to read what you've written about on our blog on the Blue Sky website. So. Out of all the blogs that you wrote, which one would you say you think people should check out first if they were going to uh, going to go and look at that from now? Um, what would I have said to my fifteen-year-old self? Yeah, I think that one's probably the most best one to read because it's personal. Like it's be per- it's personal to, er- to everyone who reads it because it's about themselves. Yeah. Okay. So what I'll do is um, I will make sure that that's, people can find that easily and then they can start with there. And um, so from that, what, what would you say to your 15-year-old self now, looking, at it, looking back at it from now? I'd tell myself to rebel more, like, because you don't get away with a lot of stuff when you're an adult. When you're an adult, you should rebel more and just, you know, do what you want in school. If there's any 15-year-olds listening, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So you'd, you'd say that, because, you, yeah, it's very true. You don't get away I'm not talking about breaking the law or anything. I'm talking about, you know, just get, skip a couple of classes, have a bit of fun with your friends. Don't, like, not telling you to go, you know, partying on a party bus or anything. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm glad I asked that question. You um, <laughs> think we lost their heads? Yeah, yeah, I'm gone. Um, so yeah, so I would say to anybody to to do check that out, and then Anne has written some more, um, and some other blogs in there as well for you guys to to read and um and to and to listen to, uh, and to to yeah to read. Um, cool. Well, I I mean I just want to say a massive thank you for for giving up your time to talk to to talk to me and to talk to us about um you know, what life's like at the moment. And, and, and if you're happy to, um, maybe in like a month or so, we could catch up again. And, um, you know, who knows what the world will look like then. But um, it would be good to know that from today, you've, you know, you can, because I'm going to give you an ear bashing now. You need to get your routine back on track and you need to start going to bed at a good time. 
because the lights and stuff that you you're going on in your eyes you need to you know your brain needs to switch off and that's all well and good but that's me being being a parent and telling me what to do hey mum can you still hear me yeah Lost you. Where have you gone? <laughs> Can you hear me? You muted me. Hello. Can you hear me? I can me? hear you, Ed. Oh, you can hear me. Sorry, my, my headphone just went, but I can hear you again now. Hopefully, you heard my my rabbiting on at you and my, me lecturing you. <laughs> yeah. But, but 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 listen, I know. <laughs> all joking all joking aside um you'll do what you want and uh, all i would say is is that you know it would be good to talk to you in a month's time and to know that you've um you can see some light at the end of the tunnel and you, you keep choosing to inspire people and choosing to make sure that people can 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 no matter what's going on can still smile because that's really important so thank you for giving up your time um and um yeah we'll catch up again in a, in a month maybe if that's all right with you that sounds cool Oh, well, take care and uh, thank you. Okay.